Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Live from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the Total Education Show, the talk shop for teachers, parents, and administrators. Here's your host of the show, Neil Haley, the Total Tutor. So I'm excited to welcome the program, Grammy Award winner, legendary Dion Work. Dion, thanks for calling, and how are you doing today? I couldn't be better. Fantastic, Dion. I wanted to, for you to look back at your career, did you think when you started in, in music that you would be where you are today? I don't think that could have been uh, one of the things that I would ever even dreamed of. It's uh, really? something that, um, that, thank God, but people who have been very supportive of my career over the past 55 years, it's been a wonderful ride. It really has. A definitely a wonderful ride, Dion, and the work you're doing for the Not Alone Foundation is fantastic. Can you tell us about that? Well, it's an organization started by a young man who unfortunately has uh, kidney disease. Uh, Mark Dodd is his name, and he started it to bring awareness to those who were, first of all, not aware of the devastation of this particular disease and also the uh, the possibility of being tested and getting the proper medications. Education is basically what he is uh, promoting, which is something that we all need to know. Uh, it's that kidney disease is not one of those diseases that have been promoted to let people know, hey, get tested, you know, your doctor knows, uh, you may have it, and if you do, you might be eligible for a transplant. So, you know, let's all pay attention to the things that we really need to be paying attention to, and that's our health. And kidney disease is one of those things that we really need to know about. It's definitely uh, something that we need to know about, Dion, and getting ourselves checked is a very, very important part of it, and that's one reason why you got involved in the foundation, right? Mm Mm-hmm, exactly. You know, and and also, you know, the the fact that Mark, who happens to have kidney disease and spends an hour a day on dialysis, and he's championing the the event that, you know, we need to know. Um, uh, That's why I became involved. I think that what he's doing, and he has been doing it basically on his own until he got support from, you know, corporations like Coca-Cola and Cherokee County and Northside Hospital. Uh, bringing people aware, making them aware of, of uh, what they can do and what should be done. So, you know, um, we've all got to get busy in trying to help everybody. We definitely do. Do you know Mark personally? Is that one other reason why Dion, you got involved? I met him three years ago when he asked me to be a part of uh, his first foundation event. And uh, we've become... Uh, basically almost like family, 
you know, I met his mom and, and his father's a minister as well, and he's a he's a, a real go-getter. I mean, he fights the fight, and that's very impressive to me. So I say, if he can do it, why not me? And have you been touched since being involved in the foundation, finding out about the stories of people that have been touched by what you guys are doing, raising money and you know, bringing awareness? Oh, absolutely. You know, and our primary uh, cause at this moment is, you know, making people aware that they need to try to get on those lists of kidney transplants, uh, which can be very difficult because there are not that many um, and uh, that are being given the transplants based on the fact that nobody's kidneys being donated, which is something yes. that also people can be aware of. And, Dion, organ donation is such an important thing, isn't it? I have uh, someone I work with in social media that had her son got a liver transplant, and the process of finding that donor is such a challenge for the for, for people. It certainly is. It really is. But I think because of the uh, the participation of Northside Hospital, for one, and uh, the wonderful doctors there in Atlanta, um, they're doing a Trojan job. They really are. And they're, they're trying to make people aware. And I think, um, I hope, in fact, I mean, not think, I hope that my voice will have some impact on, on getting people to the point where they'll start paying attention to what kidney disease is and how they can be of service to helping rid, it, rid ourselves of it. And uh, we do have a website. It's notalonefoundation.org. And tickets for my performance, as a matter of fact, are still available. So everybody that can scratch up a few pennies, please do so, because we certainly need it. Absolutely, and you're going to be honored at the Diamond Awards. I think you're really excited about that as well, aren't you, on December 9th? Yes, I am very, very excited about it. And I, I certainly hope that those who will be in attendance, which I hope will be a full house, and I think it will be, um, will enjoy what we have to bring to them as well as not only the entertainment aspect but the educational aspect. And how about performing live? Even you talked about how many years as a performer. It's one of your favorite things to do, isn't it, perform? Oh, yeah. You know, um, God gave me a talent, and I hope, apparently I must be using it right because he hasn't taken it from me. Uh, to sing and bring happiness and joy and love to people that are willing to listen to me. And so people definitely need to check out the Not Alone Foundation for the uh, fifth annual Diamond Awards because if you're in that area, there could still be an opportunity to see you perform. And what an opportunity to do that, for sure. Well, thank you so much. I hope so. We're going to have some fun, that's for sure. Uh, you're going to definitely have some fun, Dion. And uh, who else is performing with you at the event? Well, I think I'm it. <laughs> you're the you're it. So how? Oh my gosh, Dion, that's fantastic. <laughs> and uh, and uh, are we going to hear some of our favorite songs of yours at the event? Absolutely. That's the reason oh. I do what I do. <laughs> you you perform and perform and perform. Anything else going on with you right now, Dion? You're doing the uh, work with the foundation, but other things you have out right now you'd like to talk about for a second? 
but I'm still, you know, doing my concerts around the world. I just returned from Australia, and I'll be all over the country again uh, doing concerts. Um, a documentary is being prepared on me. Uh, what else? I'm preparing myself for Christmas. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, we have to be in the Christmas mood, don't we, Dion? Definitely. Oh, definitely. That's, that's my favorite time of the year. I love Christmas. It's the time of the year that actually people look at you and smile. Hello. <laughs> All right. Thanks for calling. Take care, Dion. All right. Remember to Thank check out you. the Not Alone Foundation. I appreciate you coming on the show. Bye bye. You're listening to the Celebrity Show, and we'll be back in just a moment. Are you on the line? Yeah. Hi. Hey. How are you, Scott? I'm doing well. How are you doing? So I'm excited to welcome the program, Scott Patterson of Gilmore Girls. Scott, thanks for calling, and uh, I know you're excited about two of your projects, aren't you? Coming up. Yeah. Right yeah. Yeah, we've got the uh, Ha Ha song by my band Smith Radio is uh, is topping the charts on the indie rock iTunes top 100 for the since November 23rd. We're real excited about it. Um, people love the song. People are, you know, uh, addicted to the song. They're, I'm getting messages on my social media from 16 year olds that are blasting oh, it in their right. car and singing it top of their lungs. So it's like, that's, that's the dream right there. So, cause that's what I used to do when I was a kid. So it's, it's just, it's, it's full circle kind of thing. And it's, it's real fun. Well, Scott, I was doing some research on you. I, I had another counterpart from the Gilmore girls on the show. And did you ever uh-huh. imagine when you first auditioned for the Gilmore girls, that it would be this big and how it's coming back again. You, you have such a huge fan. Well, you know, when I auditioned, it was really for just a guest star role in the pilot. It wasn't a series regular, but it, the, the pilot script began with Luke Steiner and ended with Luke Steiner. So we figured something was up. We figured it was just sort of a chemistry check um, with the Lorelei character, and it kind of worked out in my favor. So, um, yeah, I, I thought it would be – I thought it would run five years, and I, I just – you know, it was on a smaller network, so I know I never imagined it would get this big. But, uh, I mean, here we are. Um, it's just kind of amazing, right? It's a testament to the fans and their devotion to the show, and um, we're just the beneficiaries of it, you know? And you're taking a new generation of Gilmore Girl fans or or fans when they were teenagers and 10 years later are now, like, stoked or in college or wherever when they were watching and are like, I I can't wait to just watch this, and I'm binge-watching Gilmore Girls before this comes out on Netflix, it's I just I I couldn't believe social media wise how popular you guys are. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, it, it is amazing, and it, you know the fan base just keeps growing and growing and growing over time. And now it's been 16 years, and Netflix has come into existence, and they stepped up and um, very very smartly uh, retooled the show and made them into hour and a half movies. Because they really are like films. It's really not like a TV series anymore. It's these are films. These are high quality films, um, and released it on their uh, platform globally. The the original series, uh, you know, six months ago, and it just caught just went global. Just it was global anyway, but it really went big when Netflix uh, uh, released it on their platform six months ago. And now with these these episodes, it's just you know, it's just. It's just gone gonzo. 
um, you know, can't can't really walk down the street anymore, uh, <laughs> which is which is kind of a bummer, but uh, uh, it's 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 also a blessing. So so really exciting times, you know, really really exciting. So tell us about your character for people that like myself. You're educating me, not your fans. They're going to be. I share this all over the place. I share this in fan clubs, everything just because of how exciting it is. But for, for me, to educate me, tell us about your character, Luke. Well, look, he's a guy who is very much resistant to change. He's got his diner. He's got his people that he loves. He's got his business. And that's it. And he lives in his town, and he doesn't want to go anywhere else. And I, you know, he's kind of this rock of Gibraltar character for the woman he loves, and he will, you know, he, he's not the kind of guy that's gonna uh, want to be the center of attention or demand the spotlight. It's like he just wants to support those people that he loves, and I think that's why people really like the character. Um, you know, he's a throwback character from a simpler time with, with small town values and you know that sort of thing. So it's so it's very appealing to people. Um, that he's this kind of strong, silent type, but underneath, yes, there's a heart of gold uh, that is sort of revealed uh, in, in fits and starts, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 iconic in that way, and I think Amy and Dan have done a fantastic job not only drawing this character, but, you know, all of the, the zany characters that populate that town. And uh, from that process you talk about the diner and your who your character is that small town idea in ways scott is that you at all especially you know i looked at your background from baseball to all these different things you've done in your career uh do you see yourself in that kind of way is your character um well yeah i mean I, you know, I, I grew up in a small town, but in a, in a large metropolitan area. So I had access to large cities, you know, New York was an hour one way, Philadelphia was, you know, a couple of minutes the other way. So, so I was exposed to this sort of big city, uh, multicultural kind of thing, but the, the actual town that I grew up in, um, was, was a smaller town. So yeah, I, I kind of relate to it. Absolutely. Um, you know, look, Luke Luke is, is, is comforting in that, you know, people can depend on him. They can they can hang on to him and they can sort of sympathize with him because he's he's not that guy who is going to make a big fuss about, you know, like I said, being the center of attention. He's gonna stand there and he's gonna he's gonna watch her date, you know, many other guys and just sort of wait for his turn because you know, that's just who he is. He's, he's busy. He's too busy to sort of, you know, chase somebody around. And it's like, um, you know, I think people take a lot of comfort in that. Absolutely. And Scott, and we'll talk a little bit more about the, how the song's available. And again, uh, Gilmore Girls is now available on Netflix, A Year in a Life. Uh, you got to check it out for sure. But also, Scott, doing some research, I have to bring up your Seinfeld episode. People never forget that either, do you? you? Oh, my gosh. When I saw that, I showed my picture of my wife. She's not a Gilmore girl fan. She's never watched the show. And she, I said, and right. she said, I know him from somewhere. So I wikied you, and I'm like, right. holy cow. That episode never died either, did it? You're like the soup Nazi. Um, well, no, no, I wasn't the soup Nazi. I was sponge worthy. 
No, I'm just saying, like the soup Nazis, like the soup Nazis, Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like what was that? Look, that yeah. that did more to to sort of jumpstart my career than anything up to that point. Um, you know, it was a Saturday audition with Jerry and Larry David, uh, and. And I went in and I did my audition and Jerry looked at me and says, you know, you're a very funny guy. And I said, thanks. Thanks a lot. And, and I didn't think I would get the job. I just thought he was being nice, but, but I got the job and suddenly I was on the set with these sort of legends of comedy acting. You know, I'm kind of hanging out with Michael Richards and, and George and, and, and Jason Alexander and Jerry and Julia, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. It was, I, it was kind of surreal because uh, I was a fan of the show uh, for years before I got on set. And it's a little nerve-wracking. You know, you really want to deliver when you're with that level of people. And, uh, you know, they just made it really easy, easy and fun. And, uh, you know, real nice to be a part of it. But after that show aired, I started getting recognized in supermarkets and on the street and things. Oh, there's a Spongeworthy guy. So it really, really helped me out uh, with my career. No, I was mentioning that because I did interview the Soup Nazi as well, so I'll add that to my list of Seinfeld. Seinfeld's one of my favorite shows of all time, Scott, and I'm just oh, yeah. every time I have an opportunity to chat, Seinfeld, I will. So again, ha, the Ha Ha song is available, and Scott, you, do, you, do, you, do you belong to the Fountain of Youth? You just seem like you never age, by the way, and the Ha Ha song is available on iTunes, right? For sure. Yeah, Ha Ha song... Uh, by Smith Radio, my band is available on iTunes, Amazon, Google, and all major download platforms. And it debuted at number one, uh, November 23rd, on the iTunes uh, Indie Rock Top 100 chart. We stayed there right. for four days, slipped a little, came back two days later, stayed at number one for five days. Uh, and we're just, you know, we're just riding the wave. We, I'm completely amazed and blown away by the success of this song and you know we're just trying to keep it going man it's a daily grind and now we're talking to tour promoters and you know going to announce a tour pretty soon and it's just you know the dream is alive it's it's can't wait to play for live audiences and really been craving that contact that direct contact with live audiences because what i do normally is you know, sort of sit in the trailer, go on a set. I don't have that contact anymore with the live audience, and that's what I really love. Um, I loved it when I was doing theater, and now with the music, I love it. I love it even more. So, uh, so I'm really looking forward to getting out there and 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 and, and rocking, man. So, <laughs> that's what All I was right. born to do. Fantastic, Scott. Best place we can find information on you and follow you. Where can we go? Um, well, we have a band website on Facebook. Uh, uh, Smith Radio 111, uh, or then go to my website on Squarespace, scott-patterson-lbhj.squarespace.com, and then, you know, read all the articles and get all the information they need. They can buy merchandise if they want some some nice hoodies and T-shirts for Christmas gifts and that kind of thing. So, so yeah, we're all set up. We're, we're all over social media. Um, at Scott G. Patterson is my Twitter handle. So, you know, check it out. And, you know, they're going to love the song. People love the song. Uh, they're addicted to the song, Ha Ha Song. And great, great song for the holidays. You can also gift the song to people. So uh, iTunes gives you that ability to do that. So um, check it out. Fantastic. Also, Gilmore Girls, A Year in Life on Netflix, available now. 
Scott, thanks for calling and take care. Thank you so much. Take care. See you, man. All right, bye-bye. You're listening to the Total Celebrity Show. We'll be back in just a moment. Fantastic. Excited to welcome the program. Wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns, Jordan Payton. Jordan, thanks for calling, and I appreciate you taking the time today to talk about uh, pork rinds and also gridiron grapes. Uh, question, first question to talk to you about, Jordan, is the uh, experience of your college career. Can you tell us a little about that experience and how amazing it was? Yeah, you know, I went to UCLA where um, I was coached by some of the, you know, the best coaches you could possibly be around and um, had a, you know, a great experience there at beautiful Los Angeles and, um, you know, just an amazing experience to be at UCLA with some of the smartest and, and brightest kids across the country and um, some of the best professors you can be around. So uh, it was an amazing experience there. Absolutely, Jordan. And I think the, the experience and what you learned it prepared you for a lot of things that sounds like from that experience. So when you do finish football, you're ready for the game of life after football, aren't you? Right. You know, um, you know, it definitely helped you, uh, you know, understand that there's more to life than uh, just, just uh, the ball, you know, and playing football and, and doing stuff on the field. So um, they did a great job of, you know, bringing in key speakers to talk about, you know, things, job opportunities outside of football, after football. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a great, it's a great school. And um, I got a great foundation, which will prepare me for life after football. Definitely. When we think about gridiron greats, I think you being involved already is a fantastic thing because who paved the way for you in the NFL so you can have this opportunity, right? Right. You know, it's a, it's an amazing organization, you know, and, um, you know, I wanted to get involved right away where some people would say, you know, let's do it after football or, or whatever. But I wanted to, you know, to kind of, you know, uh, spread the awareness right now, you know, and, and show that, you know, we can't, we need to help, you know, the former greats. We need to help, um, better veterans and we need to, we need to do it now, you know? So, um, that was, that was a big point for me. Yeah, definitely, and the, the things that the Gridiron Greats is able to do really helps some of these NFL players that are struggling financially, meaning injuries or health care concerns or things like that, right? Yeah, you know, they do an amazing job just, um, you know, providing assistance for, for all sorts of needs for, for the veterans and for the past uh, players who who obviously didn't have um, nowhere near the amount of, you know, salary, the salary that, you know, you know, I'm lucky and blessed enough to make, and, and the other players are lucky and blessed enough to make. So, um, you know, the, the, the assistance fund helps with all sorts of things, you know, that, that life brings on for, for people. Would you say you got involved in Gridiron Greats because you're a student of the game? You really studied the history of the NFL and have a lot of favorites from back in the day that you emulated, emulated to, get, to get to where you are today? Most definitely. I, you know, I found myself wondering, you know, you know, countless times in college, um, you know, man, what are these guys doing now, you know? And, um, you know, how they played, you know, so long ago and, and um, you know, that salary, how they, you know, how they lived, how, the, how are they doing now? So, uh, you know, I always had those, I always had those, um, those, those thoughts in college. And, and so now, you know, I'm able to, to help make a difference. And then seeing especially the Cleveland Browns organization, the Browns in general, the history of the Browns, 
dating back from the day, you really look back and see the unbelievable athletes that have played for the Cleveland Browns organization if you count it all Cleveland Browns, you know what I mean, Jordan, and say, wow, no, yeah, that, that yeah, yeah, the tradition of that uniform. Right. You know, it, you're exactly right. There's a ton of history in the Browns organization. And, um, you know, I'm able to see and, and um, you know, it, it's it's cool because I'm able to make an impact across the board, but also in the organization that I'm in with the past players. Absolutely. Let's talk about Pork Grind Appreciation Day. That's coming up at the, in this, at the Super Bowl, am I correct, uh, Jordan? Right. That, the, exactly yeah. correct. And um, if you go on there and you and you purchase pork rinds um, for the Super Bowl, you know, it's interesting because pork rinds and, you know, pigskin for the pigskin football, you know, so – um, pork rinds, they're doing Southern Recipe, doing a, an amazing partnership with uh, the Gridiron Great Assistance Fund. So, um, you know, purchase that and, and um, it'll be a great, you know, contribution for the assistance fund. <clears throat> Absolutely. And who can, who, who doesn't love pork rinds, right? For sure. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I used to buy it as a kid at all the gas stations and, and uh, used to love eating that. Are you going to be traveling to the Super Bowl to, to uh, be part of the festivities and stuff with Great Iron Great yes, and stuff, I'll, Jordan, kind of being a face there? Yes, I will be there. Yes, I will be there for sure, for sure, for sure. Exciting to meet all those uh, retired athletes, aren't you, that you watched as a, yes. as a kid? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, I'm, I'm very excited. And, uh, you know, me and I know me and Mike Dick are going to do a couple things together and, um you know, it's going to be an amazing time to see all the past players and then see the impact that, you know, we're making and um, just to continue to, you know, get feedback and see what more we can do and how we can change up for for the next year and, and continue to help. Uh, Mike Dicka, so you guys being involved at this early time, you've been in contact with Mike and have learned a lot about what he's doing, right? Yeah, definitely. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. Now, um, when we talk about uh, the the transition, Jordan, from college to pros, what would you say? How difficult is that transition, especially going on 11, 12 games now, and uh, playing compared to you know playing college? Yeah, you know, transition is always difficult. You know, it's it's never an easy thing. So. you know, especially going from being, you know, an amateur to a professional, you have to, you have to learn the pro things and, and just, um, you know, you have to do a lot of watching and do a lot of uh, learning. You know, that's what I spend a lot of time doing is uh, just asking a lot of questions to the veterans and figuring out things and, and um, you know, trying to figure out what exactly it is to be a pro. You know, that's, that's, that's what it's all about is, is getting that down and, um you know, and once you get those things down, you live in it and you and you be a pro every day. Where can we find info on you, Jordan, after finding info, info on Gridiron Greats? Where can we go? Yeah, you can go to my Instagram. I have um I have also an article posted in the uh, bio about Gridiron Greats. You guys can go in there. Um, you guys can just type in on Google. Um, realistically, type in GridironGreats.com and, and really go through that and, and really, you know, read through and, and – really see the impact that we're making because we also have another um, organization called after the impact, which is uh, helping a ton of military veterans and, and um, just, you know, uh, 
retired NFL players with concussions and things like that to really, uh, you know, for therapy and therapeutic uses, really get them back going in the right direction. So um, really go through that on that website. And, um, you know, you can email, you can go in there, contact us, and then uh, we'll answer any questions you have. All right, Jordan. Thanks for calling. I appreciate calling. Best yeah. of luck. Thank and, you uh, so much. Thanks for coming yeah, on the thank show. Thank you so appreciate much. It. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. You're listening to Total Celebrity Show. We'll be back in just a moment. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Total Celebrity Show. You can check me out on Twitter at TotalTutorNeilHaley.com, and I'm excited to welcome the program. We remember her from Legends of the Fall and many other things, uh, Julia Ormond. Julia, thanks for calling, and how are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm excited to chat with you. I know you're really excited about your latest project and on Sci-Fi Incorporated. So uh, tell me a little bit about how that project came about. Um, well, it's a project that uh, came about. There's two terrific writers, uh, David and Alex Pastor, and uh, they're Spanish, and they've written this piece that's set in 2074, so it's 60 years on-ish. Um, and uh, it's the world has very much been taken over by corporations, and it's split into the corporate world where you have access to, uh, supposedly you have access to a better life. And if you're outside of the corporate zone, then you're in the slum world of the red zone. So it's kind of, uh, and I play somebody who's the sort of head of the U.S., uh, head of this U.S. company. Oh, wow. And so we're, are we getting a preview? <laughs> you're hoping not, right, Julia, <laughs> of what's going to happen? Um, I'm definitely, I'm hoping that this is not our future. It's very, very, very much so um, a bleak world. There's definitely aspects, there's a lot in it that is a, you know, sort of pulling into one area, things that are already going on all over the world, perhaps because I think we don't believe, I think we kind of miss or or we find it it's overcomplicated to understand the impact of our choices on other areas of the world. Um, and and then there's some futuristic stuff as well. There's some sort of cool innovations and in technology that I think, um, but it's not it's not crazy. They they've sort of called it speculative sci-fi or grounded sci-fi, and um, it's not lots of spaceships whizzing around. Uh, it's it's much more uh, it's much more socially okay. socially, and it's pretty scary and it's pretty oppressive because corporations are still. Uh, out to make a lot of profit, they're more profit-driven um, and shareholder beholden than anything else, as opposed to government that at least is supposed to be looking after us all socially. Okay, so interesting when you talk about, again, not the futuristic expectations. Were there things, Julia, you're going to be surprised about when it takes place uh, at that time period? Like anything, so you're not looking at such like flying cars and stuff, but you're ex- there's a lot of uh, different things that could be previewed, you think, in 60 years from now that we could have? Definitely. Yeah. Um, yes. I mean, I think that they've, uh, they've had advances in medicine. There's one thing that's, you know, sort of like the, you can cut your skin and then there's a spray that you could use to sort of make it heal. Um, oh. there's advanced, there's those sort of advances in medicine, but, um, for the most part, I like the choices that they made in terms of it not all being just this 
better. It's a dystopia. It's not a utopia. It's a dystopia. It's not this. It's we don't have these magic solutions that arrive in the future that help us out from you know sort of the problems that we have that are frankly of our own making. Um, and uh, it's pretty scary. There's even there is a wall in it, um, which is sort of slightly ironic because yes. of course it all started before, before way before they even had the you know, sort of primaries or can- candidate campaigns. So um, only the wall is between America and Mexico. Uh, sorry, the wall is not between America and Mexico. The wall is between America and Canada. Oh, interesting. Uh, so uh, just to, and, yeah. and, 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 the, the, again, someone's that uh, they were thinking in the future of what could happen in, in so many ways, but it wasn't Mexico, it was Canada. Gotcha. What kind of futuristic wall was yeah. it? Are we going to have to stay tuned to see the build so that... Uh, You're absolutely <laughs> going to have to stay tuned, yeah. <laughs> stay tuned, catch up on the pilot that came out last night, you know, episode one. Um, and uh, and I, th- I, I really like it because I think it's a slow build, and I think it gets better as the season gets on, goes on. I think they, they do a lot of groundwork in terms of establishing people and in, uh, in the first few episodes, and it sort of hits a hockey stick. I think of tension as it gets, uh, you you follow the characters and and you know sort of their stories become more and more interesting, and the the choices you see them have to make become harder and harder. How did you prepare for this role? Uh, did you do any different types of preparation for this role, uh, being involved in corporation and stuff like that? I, yeah. Well, I do a fair amount of work on um, slavery and trafficking through my nonprofit, and we do a lot of work trying to eradicate slavery from supply chains. So the corporate side of it and the corporate, the amount of corporate agency there is and how corporations work in isolation, I think, was something that was pretty familiar for me because we've been um, we've been encouraging corporations from the forced labor point of view around the world to work together, either in mm-hmm. like if you're in the apparel industry, then other people get together with other companies in the apparel industry to to create standards globally and uh, and have watched corporate go on that journey of embracing it a lot more. Um, largely due through sort of transparency laws and legislation that's come in. So we've seen that side of it. But you still see that how um the structure of corporate is based on is based on short term profit delivery instead of long term stakeholder value, i.e. every single person in the chain, every employee, wherever they are in the world, you are looking to their value. And and um and and you value all of that. So um, that side of it I was fairly familiar with. And you could see that if that doesn't change, you know, there's, um, there's a guy, Michael Posnick, who's from Human Rights First, his mm-hmm. assistant secretary of state. He gives a statistic that of the, of the 100, of the top 100 economies in the world, 50 of them are companies. Wow. Oh, wow. So government is not the only resource for, for for finances. And I think we all know how the dynamics of power get shifted. Uh, yes. They do get shifted in terms of 
uh, corporate power. And and as I said, you know, I think we all know that corporate is corporate is looking after itself and it's looking after its own, as if it's kind of like a family dynamic, but driven by profit. Um, but I think it's also, however much it's a look at the world in the future, whether that's a bleak look or, or whether or not it's not bleak enough yeah. um, um, in some, you know, sort of, in some scenarios, um, it's also a really good thriller. And we've got terrific uh, actors at the center of it, Sean Teal, terrific um, actor from London and Alison Miller. Um, and there's very much a... There's a love story, and there's a lot of hope at the center of it, but largely come from characters out of the red zone. Well, that's that's fantastic, uh, Julia, and it sounds very interesting. I'm interested in some of the futuristic stuff and the corporation stuff because what is going to happen when they have unlimited control in specific ways? And you're saying less government control in 60 years in the prediction. Who knows if that's true or not true, and you're working with some phenomenal people involved in this project for sure. And it's on Wednesday nights, correct, at 10 p.m. Eastern. Is, am I correct? Is it Wednesdays? Yeah. yeah, Wednesday nights. That's right. Wednesday nights, you got to tune in. But do we have any places we can follow you as well, Julia, where we can find information on you? And also your nonprofit as well. I'd love to uh, plug that as well. The nonprofit is called Alliance to Stop Slavery and End Trafficking. It's Asset Campaign, A double S for sugar, E T campaign.org. Um, and we'd love the support in that in terms of. Uh, helping us push forward that work and push forward transparency. I believe what you see in Incorporated is you see um, corporate, you see the surveillance that goes on of people's behavior and um, and how they use people's behavior against them. And and I think transparency and and you know our ability to be able to to see how people are treated is is also a solution at the same time. Very good, Julia. Thanks for calling. Take care. I know you have to run to the next uh, place you're going. A a busy day for you, but thanks for spending the time with me. Take care. Thank you so much for having us. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. You're listening to Total Celebrity Show, and we'll be back in just a moment. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Total Celebrity Show. You can check me out on Twitter, at TotalTutor, and also NeilHaley.com, and it's holiday season, and I'm so excited. December 1st has come, and we're counting down to Christmas, so the best thing to do is have uh, on the program from the great Christmas light fight, Tanya Nyack. Tanya, thanks for calling, and uh, I know you're excited about this ABC special, aren't you? Yes, I am. Hey, Neil, how's it going? Can you believe it's December 1st? Oh, my gosh, when you just said that, I was like, wow, it is here, isn't it? Oh, I'm... The holiday season has arrived. I got to start getting my Christmas stuff up. I'm telling you, Tanya, I'm at this point like, oh, gosh, I can't believe it. The weather's been so nice that we're just not even thinking about it. I don't know. I'm in I know. I'm in Pittsburgh, and I'm like, oh, you know, today was the first cold day, and we haven't had any snow hardly. So knock on wood about that. So it, it doesn't feel like Christmas. But right, we, right. We, we got to get in the Christmas mood. So tell us about this. The, uh, tell us about this show. I know my kids are going to really look forward to watching it. And my family. Oh, uh, your kids. How old are they? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I have, how old are your kids? I have five kids. Uh, 11. Uh, and I always go into this five. process. Yeah, yeah, five. 11, 7, 6, 4, and 2. So, so, so yeah, if I'm on okay. the right. Yeah, yes. Your kids are going to. 
Totally. They are going to love this show. It is the most feel-good, happy Christmas experience. You know, so it starts on December 5th. Um, it airs from uh, on Eastern time. It's 8 to 10. So Carter Osterhaus um, is the host from 8 to 9, and then I'm on from 9 to 10, which might be a little late for your kids, so hopefully you'll record it and have them watch it later. Yes. Um, but you know what? We go to, yeah, we go to these houses all across the country, and everybody knows. I know you've probably grown up in neighborhoods where somebody in the neighborhood had that crazy over-the-top light yes. display, right? Uh-huh. For sure. Yeah, so so this is taking the best of the best all across the country. Four houses compete against one another on every episode. Carter and I pick a winner on every episode. They win $50,000 and a trophy. It's funny, though, that these, these guys, they don't even care about the $50,000. It is something that they do year after year, so they're not just doing it for the competition's sake. They're doing it because they love Christmas, and it's just so impressive to see the the extreme lengths that they go to to make people happy, you know, in the neighborhood. I got to tell you, it's one of the best gigs I've ever had. And it's amazing how it's grown because now on ABC, before it was on, uh, you know, cable, but, you know, ABC, we got to jump on board on this because this is the the hot thing. Everyone says, when are the Christmas lights coming out? And Tanya, and you're like, you're probably saying, okay, they start coming out on Thanksgiving, but these people are preparing uh, yeah, you're in advance, yeah. right? I mean, I, I remember seeing how much it takes to just power their homes and stuff like that just to be able to do these lights. Right. And, you know, it's funny in having conversations with them. They're so over the top. Like, guys, anyone who is going to watch the show, you'll see these are things like you've never seen before. And I didn't think that it could be topped from last year, but it is. It's topped. But they're always changing their displays, too. So they're thinking for next year, how can we make it different for our neighborhood, for people that come every year? And it's it's so nice that it's such a passion of theirs. There's forums, there's groups of people that do Christmas lights that kind of all get together and talk about the latest technology and forget it. The technology is insane. Now what, what they can do. I had one house that I went to and they literally turned their entire front of their house into like a major jumbotron. Oh <laughs> it was like watching a, the this movie screen you've ever seen in your whole life. And I thought, how it's just possible, but it is, it's just technology now. You know, they're programming it on their computer, and they're putting up, like, a fun show, and everyone's dancing and clapping. I mean, I, I was jumping up and down like a five-year-old dancing and clapping. <laughs> I, I literally had to, at some point in my head, be like, all right, Tanya, relax. Like, you look like a big idiot right now. <laughs> so for your decorating, you are, are you are you now feeling, once you did this and, and you look at the, the, the shows and say to yourself, oh, my gosh, why? I'm going to have to really up what I do, right, every year for decorating. Right? No, no. Listen, I, I got my fill of Christmas lights from the tour. <laughs> I got home. I put up my lights. But trust me, I did not go over the top. I just kept it real simple. <laughs> we all remember. It was just a, yeah. a, when oh. you start doing Christmas in October, because that's when we started filming the show. Well, this time of year, holy like, cow! Yeah. <laughs> we all remember Christmas Vacation and, and and Clark W. Griswold having to put up all the lights. And I and I wonder if that started the process. Yeah. I wonder if that that film got people going, and now it became a trend. And now, <laughs> how can I top each other? So, this is a competition too, right, yeah. Tanya? This is a competition. The process to vote who's the best, or just it's, yeah, it is. 
Oh. Yes, it's totally a competition. And, you know, these these guys are, you know, they're fighting to be the best. The best that you're going to see. A whole lot of craziness, a whole lot. Like, listen, we saw things from fireworks to animatronics to oh. jumbotrons to floats and boats. And so you name it, if, it, if they could have lights on it, they had lights on it. You know, I people wore clothes that were covered in blinking lights that were synchronized to the music. It's just wild. Oh, my. I, I just I can imagine all this uh, for sure. We always have our favorites. You know, the big thing we're seeing now, and I'm sure part of the lights display, I'm sure there's some blow-ups involved too, right? The decorations are not just lights. You're going to have there's some, some of the, 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 the yeah. those gigantic ones. Can you imagine those? Like, the, And some of them keep them up all day long. So it just gives, I think it's a perfect timing. You talked about, again, December 5th, uh, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern to watch this because I think we need to get in this Christmas mood. I keep talking about this every week. Let's get in this hall spirit let's <laughs> let's unite ourselves and this is the perfect way for kids but also adults to say wow look at these beautiful lights i need to get into the holiday season i need to wake up and tomorrow get out on the ladder and start putting lights up right <laughs> and isn't the timing of it so great like i feel like everybody just needs a little bit of happiness and laughter and christmas spirit holiday spirit you know even even if christmas isn't your your holiday. It's just getting in that mood and in the spirit. It's, it's just so much fun. It feels good. And you know what's been interesting this year is our, we've now gotten all wrapped up with social media, you know, so the Great Christmas Light Fight is on Instagram. So I would encourage people to hashtag or tag the Great Christmas Light Fight with their own Christmas lights and show us what you've got. You know, it's just so fun. And then on Facebook, we also have a page there where you can chime in and post your pictures and comment on the show. And Carter and I chime in all the time. So, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to have that connection now through social media. And do you guys finally connect together? You said you host one hour and he hosts one hour at one point by the end of the whole, the, the whole season. Do you guys connect together or is it? Each, we, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not on the show. We didn't connect on the show, but we've been together, um, you know, doing doing some uh, fun media stuff to get the word out there. We actually both got to go to Dancing with the Stars and sat in the front row and they All announced right. the show and kind of went over to us, which was so exciting. It's like my biggest dream in life is to get on that show. And I was joking around with Carter. I'm like, you know, I must have put it out there in the universe that I wanted to be on Dancing with the Stars, but I wasn't clear enough. <laughs> so I got in the audience. So that's one step, but I need to get on the show. <laughs> hey, you continue to do what you're doing. Oh, yeah, You'll, the the opportunity good. will come, especially when Christmas is year round with the Christmas uh, lights. So the best place yep. we can find information on you, Tanya, as well. Where can we go? Info on you. Oh, well, yeah. you know, I have a website, TanyaNyak.com, and my name is spelled a little differently. It's T-A-N-I-Y-A. My last name is Nyak, just like kayak with an N, N-A-Y-A-K. So TanyaNyak.com, it's the same thing for my Instagram Twitter, Facebook, it's just Tanya Nyak. That's you, one word. You're fabulous, and it's early in the morning for me as well. I, I have a two-year-old as well, so that makes the fifth. Uh, I was, I'm sure you weren't even looking at the oh, math, oh, but uh, yeah. But just imagine all those kids, and I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to tag you uh, with our when our Christmas tree's up with the family, so you could see our family. Okay. Please do. All right. Okay. I would love that. Thank you. I would love that. All right, okay. Tanya. Take care. Thanks for calling. See you later. All right. Bye-bye. You're listening to Total Celebrity Show, and we'll be back in just a moment.
Hi, everyone, and welcome to Total Celebrity Show. You can check me out on Twitter, at TotalTutor, and also NeilHaley.com, and I'm excited to welcome the program celebrity, David Zayas. David, thanks for calling, man, and uh, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, David. And you've been in a lot of different roles, and we're again, we're going to be talking about the the new uh, Hulu series called, show called Shut Eye, new television series Shut Eye. But tell us a little bit about background, some of the other shows for our listeners out there that probably see your face, understand who you were, and some of the stuff you've, some of the other projects you've done. Uh, well, I've been in some shows like an HBO show Oz, and I've been on Dexter. Uh, been on Gotham for one year. I'm on Bloodline uh, now, and um, and then on the December seventh, I'm going to be um, it'll be ten episodes streaming of uh, of Shut Eye that we filmed uh, this year earlier this year. Oh, fantastic! So you, so you're also on Bloodline. So you stay busy, don't you, David? I try to stay busy. I've been very fortunate that you know I'm I'm able to work with a lot of good people. Absolutely, and that's the fun part about acting is your your, your creativity and your how you're able to come out and say, okay, I'm working on this project now. I'm doing this, and you can live different characters and and develop families on these different shows, right? Become exactly. a family. Exactly, it, it, it is. It, that's exactly. I couldn't have said any better. Like creating family of, of artists that that create this. Uh, you know, if it's good, it's really like th- th- these are the times of really good television where there's a lot of really good programs yes. really well written well acted well produced uh, uh shows on television i'm just glad to be uh, you know involved in it absolutely for sure uh and let's go into specifically the whole thing about shut eye and how you got approached for the project tell us that story well you know shut eye is, is basically the uh the work, uh, you know, the look into the underworld of the psychic uh, Romani, you know, gypsy world where wow. they have all those uh, psychic shops you see as you're driving to work every morning. And um, the elements of their life and how they live by their rules. And um, my character is uh, Eduardo, who is not part of that world. But he gets into that world by at first looking like he's um, one of the customers that go in there to try to seek help. And eventually you find out that he's a lot more than just a, a routine guy going in and, and trying to get his palm read or, or trying to get information. Um, it, it turns into something. The wonderful thing about the show is it's never, it's not black and white for any character. And it's it's uh, very complicated. It's a it's a world that has its own laws within their family, within their structure, and that's how they live by. Well, it, it's uh, that's interesting when you talk about that world. Were you are you familiar with that world, meaning the the palm reading type of world before this, or kind of investigating no. this in any way? No, no, no. You know, like when I first got the part, I did go. Just to experience what it was like, you know, to have someone try to like read you, read who you are, and try to anticipate what kind of a personality you are. So that was an interesting, you know, they're, they're very um, keen and they're very focused on you when you come in, and and uh, and they're aware of what bothers you, they're aware of what's uncomfortable, they're aware of what excites you. Um, and they're very good in using that and, and trying to get the information that they're trying to get. Um, but prior to that, I never was really involved in any of that. 
Interesting. And in the world and to see and we all know there are psychics out there, David, and I'm not going to I'm not going to say yes or no, because I don't I'm not in their mind and uh, the, the believe in psychics and I understand and say the belief. And there are some very famous ones, David, as well, that uh, I'm sure will be uh, coming out of the woodwork talking about the show and saying, oh, you're making some comedic look at this specifically world of it. And we, we can't tell. We don't know, David, because it's very easy to read someone, a character. You and I are just talking for four minutes and we're learning each other's personalities. If we talk for 30 minutes, we'd understand right. each other more. If you listen to people, you this can is, find they, out lots of things been, about people. Good. Yeah, they've been like, they've been uh, police departments that have used psychics to try to help with their cases. There's been, um, you know, it, it's not that it's, it isn't far-fetched. It isn't something that is just a total, you know, clock. There's some, there's some really interesting and very smart people out there. Um, and not like I said, I, I don't know any. If you ask me if I believe in it, I would have to say no. But I'm not totally <laughs> like, you know, shutting it down. You know, it's not, it's not something that I have the right to say no. This definitely does not exist. I don't know. I've never experienced that. So, um, but what I do know is, you know, and when people see this show, they're not going to see a. I don't think they are going to see uh, a look on their world and 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 in a comical view. I think uh, there's a lot of like really legitimate, genuine uh, circumstances and and that they've uh, transcribed into the script that people are going to feel familiar with. And, uh, you know, they, they took it very seriously, and, and they did a lot of research. And so there's going to be a, a lot of interesting concepts uh, of the show, and I'm looking forward to see how people receive it. Exactly. And for really in L.A., David, are there, I mean, is, uh, yeah, David, uh, are there, in L.A., are there lots of uh, psychic storefronts, like they're saying about the history of it and all that? Is that true in L.A.? with there yeah. are a lot of psychic storefronts, but there's a lot of psychic storefronts in New York too. Okay, you know, and uh, in big cities, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of psychic. It's it's uh, it, it is, and you know, they they stay open somehow. People go in there, and people are interested and want to know what's going on. Oh, that's cool. I, I find this show very interesting and fascinating, and especially what your 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 role as this businessman that never thought you would go into something like this and guidance. And we look at you, your character and how you struggle. We we in society think that everything has to be a bed of roses, right, David? That everyone's having the the greatest life in the world. We don't know what was happening to me an hour. Two hours ago, I'll tell you, it was absolute chaos, David. But now I'm like, okay, I'm centered, and I feel like none of that happened. But a lot of times, people need someone to talk to. They need someone to guide them yep. through their difficulties and also find out what's really driving them in life. I mean, I was in a conversation with my clients last night. Uh, I have a social media and branding business, and I'm like, are you kidding me? I was just feeling so bad for the guy. And that's the thing, David, about right. the relationship. And I think that's how psychics are more than just, you know, read people's minds or understand or predict things. They really get to know the person. Right, David? Well, yeah. I mean, listen, if, if you're going to try and help anybody do anything having to do with their personal life or having to change, uh, whether you believe it or not, they have to uh, they have to get into your mind, and they have to understand uh, who you are. And I think that without that, 
you know, I mean, that's essential to uh, if if you were to find some help with uh, with somebody like this. So it's it's uh, everything you're saying is correct. All right, David. So Hulu, December seventh, Wednesday, uh, it'll be premiering. Shut Eye, best place we can find information on you, David, as well. And Bloodline, what time's Bloodline on as well for to promote for yourself or Bloodline? Yeah, that, Bloodline uh, right now, I'm shooting the the third season, and that won't be coming out till later on in 2017. Okay, all right. And what stage? I don't even know Bloodline's on. What station's Bloodline on, David? Just that's for, Netflix. That's Netflix. Okay. All right. Well, isn't it great? These and, new- and also in yeah. Shut Eye, you can see all ten. Oh, wow. December seventh. Like we're going to release all ten episodes. Oh, oh, that's great! So you can do some binge watching for sure, because yeah. then you got to catch up with you in Bloodline yeah, after that, right? <laughs> so, but David, the best place absolutely. we can find information on you. Where can we find info on you? Where can we go? Uh, you can just go online and just put my name down, and everything pops out in there. You know how that goes. And yep, and I'll be tweeting out the Twitter account for Shut Eye, which is Shut Eye on Hulu on Twitter. Okay, David, thanks for calling, man, and thanks yep. for taking the time. Take care, man. Thank you. All right, see ya. Bye bye. You listen to the Total Celebrity Show, and we'll be back in just a moment. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.